Welcome back to Planeswalker Radio. This is your host, Danny Mack, and it is episode zero. This week's show is going to be a little bit different, as I want to get into what inspired me to start Planeswalker Radio. Stand by for the manifesto. Welcome back, everybody. Again, this is your host, Danny Mack. The actual last name is McEwen, but most people, when they see it spelled, get it all confused, so I just go with Danny Mack to make it easier. I figured I'd take this time to talk to all of you and kind of, you know, say, who who the hell is this guy and why should I listen to him? Well, really, that's going to be up to you. I just wanted to kind of get my thoughts on audio, if you will, versus video or paper. Um, but I, for those of you that listened to episode number one, kind of got a somewhat of a glimpse of why I want to do this. And it's kind of a culmination of a lot of things. The I've been looking to create content of something Magic the Gathering related. And I'm not a very good writer. I'm relatively decent on a camera, I suppose, and eventually I'd like to move to that medium. But I think for now, I think a podcast is probably where it's going to stay. Now, my introduction to the game of Magic happened way back when in 1998. I know that because I remember Exodus had just come out, and I just wikipedia when Exodus came out, and it says June of 1998. Um, my first introduction to the game was actually at, a, at Roller Kingdom in Winsocket, Rhode Island. So if some of you are from that area, you probably know exactly the place that I'm talking about. Um, but the first time I saw it, I didn't really understand what it was. I just saw these, um, they probably were about, you know, teenager-ish. Uh, they were playing something, and, and it kind of looked dorky. Um, I just immediately dismissed it. I remember seeing random, you know, packs for sale at, you know, the mom-and-pop joints and, and stuff like that. Or not, not mom-and-pop joints. It was, there was a store a few times over, like a like a legit, like, general store. I remember seeing some of the, the packs in the background. But again, I never really took it seriously. I never really paid it any mind. So, um, this was actually... Well, the first time I saw it at the roller skating, the roller skating place was back in two, no, probably 94, 95, like right when the game first came out. Um, so anyway, fast forward to my junior year. No, had to have been the end of sophomore year. I graduated in 2000. Not a math guy. Online criminal justice major. Um, so this was probably yeah, 1998. Um, my friends and I had just started getting into D&D, so I was getting more into the quote-unquote nerdy stuff and I remember sitting in study hall and there were these other uh, kids you know playing one of them was a year old or yeah a year ahead of me uh, Chris Bayer called him Dex which ironically was completely unrelated to magic but that's kind of what we called him um, and he actually ended up explaining the game to me and I fell in love right away I really don't know what it was at first um, I'm not like most people, like, oh, I loved, you know, the art or whatever. Um, I don't know, maybe I have kind of an addictive personality and just, you know, 
buying packs and cracking them was like the lottery. Now, I will say that I do, over the years, what is kind of keep bringing me back to it, and it's taken me a long time, is I love the strategy behind it and the different play styles. I think the kind of deck that you enjoy playing or the strategy that you like to enjoy says a lot about your personality. And I remember listening to a guest on Sean Penrod's uh, MTG Pro Tutor podcast. If you don't listen to it, you should. It's great. Um, and one of his guests, I don't remember who it was, um, he mentioned, you know, he liked playing mid-range decks that can attack on various axes that, that can attack from different angles. And that's kind of what I like, um, you know, in my own personality. I like, you know, having a lot of, you know, different skills and being able to apply them when the time is right. And I like playing decks that are like that, you know, if strategy A isn't working out, um, I have a strategy B and sometimes a strategy B.5 that, you know, can hopefully win the game. Um, over the years, I've kind of appreciated more limited just because I don't have the time to focus on irregular gameplay schedule if you will you know i haven't been i haven't played magic in a long time probably like six seven months or something like that um but i follow the pro tour immensely i follow the star city games tour immensely if it's on if it's streaming it's probably downstairs here in the house um on the big screen downstairs much to the chagrin of my wife um so yeah that's kind of my take on you know magic um, I love I love the game. I loved it for a long time. I like the community that it has. It's been interesting to watch it grow over the years, um, from the dojo to Brain Burst. I think to I think it's TCG player now. Maybe I don't know. It's been a long time since I figured that stuff out. Um, but yeah, it's it's been cool to see the game. There are pockets of time where I would just completely just wouldn't even wouldn't even think about it. I know from I think. I played 2001 a little bit, fell off till about 2005, I started playing again, fell off, played again, 05, 06 into 07, and then after 07, I just kind of completely stopped paying attention until 2012. Um, I had a big resurgence of playing in 05 when Ravnica came out, original Ravnica, and then again when Return of Ravnica was coming out. It was just, I don't know, fate. So those are probably my, my favorite sets. Original Ravnica, original Ravnica, if I can talk. Jeez. Um, those are probably my favorite sets. Now, the reason why there's such a you know disparity in the timeline is that I am active duty military. Um, I am Air Force. And a lot of the different places that I've been have had varying levels of magic support, if you will. Um, where I currently live now in Germany, um, it's a relatively decent, um, community I could play if I wanted to, but again, I have other priorities, um, that, you know, will take precedence, but I figured this is another great outlet, you know, especially with paying attention to the Pro Tour coverage that I do and, and all that. So that's kind of a little bit about me, um, so why the hell did I decide to make Planeswalker Radio? Well, I keep touting it as a sports esports radio talk show. And it's really kind of in response to a gap I see in content. Most of the time, the content is revolving around cards and sets 
and formats and other shenanigans that happen on Reddit. So I am a big consumer of podcasts. You know, I'm in the military. I run a lot. And that's kind of one of the things that makes running, you know, palatable. I think that's the correct word in the context. Uh, but podcasts have helped me a lot. So I listen to Said Talks whenever he has a life and or magic-related podcast. I listen to MTG Pro Tutor. I listen to The Game or The Game podcast, the one that has Jerry Thompson and Michael Majors and sometimes Andrew Brown before he left for WotC. I listen to Magic Mike's. I listen to Top Level. I listen to what are some of them? Grinders. Uh, Masters of Modern. I'm not a big commander guy, so I don't really listen to the command zone that often. But if their videos pop up on my YouTube feed, I'll I'll watch those. Um, I have a six-month-old daughter who tends to like the graphics um, for, for that type of stuff. Uh, she's pretty enthralled by it, so hopefully I have a future Magic player. Um, I also have two boys as well. Uh, they're a lot older. They're 9 and 12. They're, they have an idea of, of the game, but they're not really into it as, as much. Uh, but eh, whatever, uh, is what it is. So there's there's kind of a gap in content in that everything is focused on decks and cards, and I really wish that a more. So back to MTG Pro Tutor. Whenever Sean asks the question of you know, so what is your life out? What is your life like outside of Magic? I always get very my ears kind of perk up, and I'm like, oh, what, what's this answer going to be? I'm kind of intrigued. I want to know. I want to know why does this person like the game? So much like what if they have a, a full time job, you know, what also causes them to devote so much time and energy into what is in essence a child's card game? Hate that term, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. But I always want to know kind of what they, you know, what's their life like outside? You know, why? Why do they like it? And, you know, they, they usually answer the question and then they move on to, you know, magic specific stuff. And, and, when Wizards announced the formation of the Pro Tour Team Series, I thought it was my opportunity to kind of um, kind of provide that sports, you know, radio style coverage. Because I think I kind of have a theory where I think people tend to root for teams over the long term than they do an actual player. And I hope that, you know, Wizards, I know this is a soft launch and I I hope that they take the feedback from the teams, and I hope that they implement it full-time. I saw something on Twitter today uh, that talked about, it was, oh gosh, Sylvan MTG, I think was the, the, the handle, was the individual that uh, put it out there. But they basically mentioned that, you know, if one player from the team is qualified, then all of the players from the team should be qualified. And it makes a lot of sense because there was one team, Team Basic, who had no players that were qualified for Pro Tour Armin Cat, and I think that's kind of a shame. I actually um, am looking forward to next week. My first guest is actually going to be Craig Chapman. He is the captain for that team, so I'm going to have him on here. We're going to kind of discuss some things. You know, what's it like running a team? You know, what happens when your team doesn't qualify for the Pro Tour? What are you going to do to get onto the next one? You know, so just kind of exploring that that aspect. And that's kind of the thing that I want to give to the audience is kind of fill that space and give some more content for those of you that 
podcasting is the medium in which you consume Magic the Gathering media. Uh, eventually, you know, one of the goals I'm working toward, I'd love to, you know, grow this podcast and be able to live stream a show. You know, I'm already, I already have plans for, you know, setting up a studio out in the garage and trying to live stream stuff on Twitch and, and kind of make it, transform it into a true sports, esports talk radio show. I'm probably a long ways off from that, but I figured, what the hell? You know, I'm, I'm not going to get there unless I start. I'm not going to get there unless I get my my thoughts down in front of a mic and out there for you all to listen to and for you all to give constructive feedback to. Now, one of my jobs in the military, I used to be what the Air Force calls a military training instructor, which for those of you that are in the Air Force know exactly what that is. And if I was your instructor and you hear me doing a podcast on something as geeky as magic, well, hey, what's going on? But it's essentially a drill instructor. And as I was mastering my craft to become a drill instructor, I got told that I sucked a lot, which at first I was like, wow, ego, this sucks. Why are you being told that you suck? But the one good thing is that they always told you how you can get better. So out there, if you think I suck... That's cool. Tell me I suck, but, but you have to tell me what I can do to fix it. And don't be a smart ass and be like, oh, drink bleach and die or something stupid like that. Because then, yeah, you're just providing absolutely zero freaking value to anybody. So you can quote that shit. And I'm just going to ignore it. So the going forward, I hope that I can, you know, kind of provide a a different viewpoint, you know, kind of more into the players' minds, you know, talk about what what it's like, you know, besides just cards and decks and formats. I'm sure there'll be a fair play of that. Uh, and I'll be, you know, kind of giving my thoughts on some of the articles. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Hipsters of the Coast, that site is doing an excellent job of, they're kind of doing the written article form of the content that I hope to be producing. And I'm letting y'all know right now, uh, one of my upcoming shows is going to be basically me going through their analysis and then giving my thoughts on their analysis, if you will. So, yeah. Um, If you have stuck with me this long in my now 14 minute and 48 second manifesto, I appreciate it. I hope you continue to stick with me through the rest of the episodes that I will be putting out. It is going to be a, I'm shooting for a weekly podcast. However, work and life may get in the way, but I will do my best to put out that information. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PWRadioMTG. Once again, it is PWRadioMTG. MTG, and that is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. So I really look forward to interacting with all of you here in the near future. And thank you for listening to episode zero. I will see you next time.